0: Five, four, three, two, one. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? The Galactic Dads Podcast. A podcast by Geeky Dads. Talking about all things geek. Dad life. I am the father. And beyond. Language. Language. Hey everybody, it is Brandon and I am back to bring you episode 95 of the Galactic Dads podcast. Of course, we are your dad destination for all things geek, dad life, and beyond. That can include bits of dad advice for any of your daddy issues. We talk comics, video games, TV shows, movies, and oh so much more. Uh, Today that's going to include the San Diego Comic Con trip wrap up. Uh, We'll talk about the trip I took with Jedi John. And um, we will be discussing that with Laser Eric. What's happening, man? What's up? What's up? Yeah, I know you wish you were there. I'm still a little mad at you, oh. but I don't blame you. But you are fortunate in the fact that you get to ask me questions about it. Yeah, yeah, I get that'll to be ask fun. Questions? Doesn't and, that sound uh, fun I for get you? All
1: the experience without the experience. Ooh, man, oh, that's that okay. Hurts. That's okay. It's all right. We're still here, and uh, I'm excited to record another show. And
0: I'm excited to be back. It feels yeah. good. Yeah, feels so good to be here. But, uh, of course, if you'd like to see some of the behind-the-scenes stuff for San Diego Comic-Con, you can check us out on the socials. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find us at Galactic Dads. Of course, that's over on the Facebook, the Twitter, the Instagram, and also TikTok.
1: Everywhere. just Everywhere. everywhere.
0: Except for Snapchat. I, I don't have the time. We're too just old. Don't. We're don't. too old. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, it's all it is. It's yeah, fine. For sure. Uh, you can check us out on those. You can also check out Laser Eric. He has a bit of a food porn page uh, that is just full of delicious eats. And sounds uh, so
1: dirty, but I'll take it. It's uh, Oh, the food <laughs>
0: looks so enticing, though. It's phenomenal-looking stuff. Uh, sometimes I throw pictures of stuff I'm mm-hmm. and, uh, I do, and I send it that way. And he posts the photos. It's wonderful. And that is over on at Galactic Dads BBQ.
1: Yes, over on Instagram, Galactic Dads BBQ. That is the food and beverage department. Uh, we also have at G Dads Gaming on Twitter for your gaming news and opinions and things of that nature also.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then, of <laughs> course, if you guys are enjoying the show, and uh, we really hope you are, but if you do, one of the ways that podcasts like ours grow is simply by word of mouth. Mm-hmm. And uh, it would do us a huge, huge service if you could just share the show with your friends, throw it out on your socials, you know where those sharing links are. Uh, it would massively be appreciated by us. And, uh, you know, also we we might have to do something to incentivize sharing and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, We are cruising up to 22,000 plays right now. We're on the March 4th, which is pretty awesome. I think for 25,000, we do we do a giveaway.
1: Yeah, definitely. 25,000 listens. We'll do a giveaway. Um, We're also getting real close to that hundredth episode. We need to start planning that jazz. We
0: are as this is episode 95, 95. We're only well four and a half episodes away. I'll yeah. call it that. It's five, but really four and a half. <laughs> four and a half is good. Four and a half. Uh, so, you know, we're, we're planning things for that. We're trying to get some things scheduled out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and We'll let you guys to know about that when it comes up. But in the meantime, uh, there's this wonderful thing that we like to do, uh, and it's called Beers of the Week. Mm-hmm. So let's go ahead and get that rolling, shall we?
1: Let's do it. Ooh, that sounds really good. It's much better. Well it's classy. done, sir. Well done. That is classy. hmm so I guess I need to take the wheel. Jesus, take this, the wheel. I? Yes, you yeah, do. I guess I do. So I'll get the uh, I'll get the Joy FM sticker out and let Jesus take the wheel. Jesus, take the wheel. And I will continue to enjoy my tropical beer hug from Goose Island Brewing Company, nine point nine percent alcohol by volume, a beach vacation for your taste buds. So. It's a good beer. This ain't a beach vacation <laughs> for your taste buds, beer. I'm going to tell you right now. But I enjoy it. It's, uh, it's an Imperial IPA, um, as for the 9.9. Uh, the Beer Hug beers, they're good. They're, they're good, easy drinks. And, um, you know, even this 9.9 isn't too bad, I mean, compared to some of them that I've had. But uh, it's definitely a little more Imperial than I was maybe ready for when I cracked it open. But uh, I'm still enjoying it nonetheless. Well,
0: very good. So I do go. love the Tropical Beer Hug. I the yes. flavor's phenomenal. Uh I have found that I've accidentally gotten drunk off it many a times, but I still appreciate it. Love the mess out of it.
1: Well, and and I'm I'm a little blown away at the fact that I bought a tall boy of it. Wow. <laughs> so, this is 19.2 fluid ounces of Tropical Beer Hug.
0: Yeah, you're going to be okay later.
1: Yeah. you will going to be fine. Yeah, it'll be fine. It's okay. It's fine. Don't it's worry about good. it. It's still good. I've well, got a, a giant bottle of water back there. We're going to be good. It's fine.
0: We'll get you the Pedialyte too on the way up. <laughs> yeah, Don't everything's worry. Everything's
1: fine. We're all fine. We're all fine now.
0: Everyone's good. It's great. All right. So, with that, I uh, am back on my, um, I guess we call it the wagon, the thing. Punishment? Jedi John's
1: off all the time. No,
0: no, no. I do it for fun. Every once in a while, I like to dry out Let my body, do a hard reset. I get that. Uh, so, I am foregoing. I do have, though. Uh Uh-oh. What you got? A massive jug of water. giant growler of agua. I am so hydrated. (laughs) My pee-pees. Like, that's how hydrated I am this
1: week. Impressive. I was going to say something about trying to stay properly lubricated, and then you said my pee-pees. So I'm just going to go ahead and sit back here. Yep.
0: (laughs) Enjoy that. That's good. Water is good. I feel hydrated. Mm -hmm. There we go. Very good. All right, so that is going to do it for Beers of the Week. And as promised, we are going to do the San Diego Comic-Con wrap-up. But real quick, we're going to run through the other segment that we love, and that is Daddy Issues. (laughs) So sit tight. All right, so here we are for daddy issues this mm-hmm. week, and it is back to school time. Yeah, it is. Which means it's time to back back shop for back to school su- school supplies. Say, can you say that? Back to school shopping. There you back go. Back to school shopping. There you go. Which I'm tongue tied.
1: I pose the question because as parents, we're all excited when our kids go back to school because they're they're at this point. It's early August. They've run out of cool stuff to do, so now. Yep you're just waiting for school to start because they're just running around your house, breaking stuff. At least that's probably what my kids are doing right now, but that's okay. That's what mine are doing. So you get the excitement of your kids going to school, but you still have to go through that one last layer of the gauntlet, which is making sure they have all the supplies that they need to go back or to go for the first time as one of my and, uh, and Brandon yours as well. Um, Yep. So is, is Kinsley excited? Oh, yeah, she's super (laughs) excited.
0: So what they have uh, for her is this thing. It's like kindergarten boot camp. So the kids go for three days. It's a Monday through Wednesday thing. They go for half the day just to get, you know, acquainted with the school and the process. And, you know, they check out the bus and all sorts of fun stuff. Uh, Day one, my daughter says, yay, my new school. Day two, she walked up to the principal and said, I love my new school. I love it here. Sweet. Yeah, they're gonna put her on their social media, and I was like, "Great." Oh gosh, well, she's, you know, she's it's already better. already working the crowd.
1: Better that than the watch list.
0: And true, I'll yeah. give you that. Mm-hmm. Very true. Mm-hmm. Well, wow. so so, so she's good. liking it. Uh, when it came to the first ever school supply shopping task, mm-hmm. I got very fortunate. My mother in law just took uh, my wife and Kinsley, and they they just handled it. It was an afternoon to the whole day. It was just. Me and the son at the house, and we we had a great day, man. He na we he did not nap actually. He went wild, but we still had a, a good day, and I had like zero
1: stress. It was wonderful. This dude goes to San Diego Comic Con, mm-hmm. and also doesn't have to school supply shop. Yeah, like, I mean, I'm shining up one of my boots for you right now. I man. got a good boot Lord. for you. I know I'm lucky. <laughs> I just I, so I, two questions always pop into my head. Number one. Why is it the school supply list? Did you even read your school nope, supply? Nope. Yeah, did okay. not look. All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and pilot the boat here for <laughs> a minute. Then um,
0: keep it keep it brief. We got stuff to get to. Of course.
1: Yeah. So both kids have their school supply list, and I I find it very fascinating that these school supply lists can be so oddly specific on everything. I mean. Now, let me ask you, and Brandon, I know you didn't do the school supply shopping, but I'm sure you have an opinion on this matter. When it comes to the various school supplies, are you, you know, for instance, on the shopping list, it says Crayola crayons. Mm -hmm. It says Expo dry erase markers, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. Are Are you brand conscious on that and make sure that you get what they ask for, or are you just, like, get them whatever it takes and just be done with it?
0: um for kindergarten just get whatever it takes I don't okay care. okay okay you get notes from the teacher asking for the specific stuff
1: yeah literally everything and it, it cracks me up because you know logan one of the things on his list was 10 non-washable crayola markers well yeah go find those in a store uh-huh i'll wait go, go. okay okay yeah i mean we we went to we went to target two days after the list came out and they were already out of everything we ended up, God, at, it's like vultures in this place. Seriously, And I know what it was is everybody that wanted to go to target and do it, did it early mm-hmm. so that the rest of us peasants had to go to Walmart. Uh, so, you know, sorry. now, you know where I'm going with this. Thoughts and prayers. But, right, right. Yeah. And you can't blame a supply shortage dude. Three years ago, we were going through the same thing. So, but it's, it's just funny to me how oddly specific the lists can be. And with those specifics, it makes it to where you can't just buy the stuff. You know, like, they wanted four black Expo dry erase markers. Well, the only way to get four black Expo dry erase markers in a store is to buy four eight-packs of dry erase markers and pick the black ones out. What am I going to do with an extra 28 dry erase markers? Um, you Take them to work. Yeah, I, I guess write them off as a work expense. Yeah, you know what? That's actually that's, not. That's a actually what idea. I would do. That's actually a pretty good idea. See, sometimes go. I have good ideas. Yeah, yeah. No, that's good. That's right along the lines of it. every day can be a half day if you just freaking leave. <laughs> <know>? <laughs> but uh, no, it, it's just it's funny to me how stressful the supply shopping can be, and and a lot of it is also because all the people around you while you're doing it, because you know we've all been in those aisles with those crazy people that you know are frantically looking for what they need for their kid and if you get in their way watch out because they'll try to run you over
0: yeah it gets like an animal instinct takes over and people lose rational thinking like powers when situations like that happen it's like um black friday and oh yeah all sorts of like people just get animalistic something
1: weird happens It's, it's hilarious logan's kindergarten year and this was four or five years ago now you know i can't count Um, They wanted a specific kind of pencils, and Walmart had one package of them left, and I went to reach for them, and I kid you not, a lady probably in her mid-40s, I would say maybe late 40s, swooped in and grabbed them right out from in front of me and then just stood there and looked at me. What are you going to do? I'm going to punch a Karen. (laughs) I was going to headbutter. I didn't. I thought about it. See? You thought about it. It seemed like a really good idea at the time. You know what? I'm gonna hit you lady.
0: But give I me those did, pencils. I didn't
1: want Logan to learn how to headbutt people that day. Well, and that all, would have ended poorly later.
0: And also you don't wanna be on the news uh, for headbutting a woman in her forties. Right. Or a right. woman at all.
1: Right. <laughs> or anyone yeah. in a Walmart. That just, No,
0: no, no, yeah. no, no, no. You do it in Florida and they give you a medal, I'm pretty sure we pretty sure you know what
1: i could get featured on florida men on florida man Man. holy crap okay steve i'm coming to visit i'm going to headbutt somebody in your walmart it's gonna happen it's gonna happen Um, uh although headbutting somebody in a
0: walmart (laughs) is not florida enough to get you on the florida specific show that's true i gotta be like you gotta make some real news with
1: body paint on or i don't know i'll come up with something but it's gonna happen um I will say though, like I am one of those people that if, if the teachers are asking for Crayola or expo or whatever, I'm going to make sure to get it even, even for Barrett because I figure like teachers have to deal with enough.
0: That's true. And they are underpaid and overworked. Yeah. I'll give you that. With
1: the exception of college professors, I have all of the respect in the world and teachers are way underappreciated for what they do. I'll give you that. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll do anything I can to try to make your life easier. Cause you got to teach my kids good luck. Yeah. you know, We <laughs> so, appreciate you. Thank you for your service. Yeah. is yeah, what we're saying. Absolutely. Yeah. So, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's just a shame that has to be so stressful. Yeah. You know what
0: though? For me, it was stress-free. Uh, yeah, so I highly, nice. I highly recommend you get yourself a mother-in-law. <laughs> 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 you know what though? It was her, uh, I'm thinking about, and you know, it's my first child's, First kindergarten foray, so that's big deal. But it's also my mother in law's first time having a grandchild going to kindergarten. I was about to say Kinsley's the first grandchild in kindergarten, right? Yeah. So I think that it's kind of a big deal for her too.
1: Yeah, that would make sense.
0: Although Kinsley came home with like new new like school clothes, right? Oh sure. And shoes. She came home with this pair of New Balance that were so sick. I almost like. Like, I was going to be like, where's your lunch money and your shoes? Let's do this. And I like, wait, <laughs> like, they won't fit. She's my kid. Don't steal from my own kid. Yeah,
1: right. But they are awesome. They're a really cool pair of new balances. Nice. And I was like, man, I'm going my kid's shoes. Dude, we did this. So we always do the back-to-school clothes shopping in, like, July, like the beginning of July because everyone's got their summer clearance on and oh, it's not yeah. quite back-to-school time yet. I like, got,
0: yeah. Yeah. I feel you.
1: Yeah. So, and, and Logan's tastes have gradually, I mean, he's nine, so he's going to be 10. You know, those tastes are just getting more and more expensive. Yes, they are. You know,
0: we did the, um, it was the tax free weekend uh-huh. yeah. back school. We hit up Macy's cause like my, my work attire, uh, has been getting kind pl- of played out. I get that. A couple of yeah. years old and, I'm uh, going out of town to rep the co- company pretty soon. I was like, I need to look respectable. Have you been to a Macy's lately?
1: It's been a minute.
0: They're, like, giving stuff away.
1: No kidding. Yeah.
0: Man. I got uh, $68 shirts for 22 bucks a piece. Oh, that's great. Uh, there was $50 shirts I got for $15 a piece. There's nothing wrong with that. And they kept giving me, like, Macy's Star Rewards cash.
1: Yeah, Macy's like, is turning into another.
0: Cole. Yeah, it's like Kohl's cash, baby. Yeah, I'm like, okay, you okay. Know the
1: Beautiful thing about Kohl's cash is it looks really good on my dresser two years after it expires. Yes, it does. <laughs> Old Navy
0: does the same stuff. Oh, absolutely. That's what's on my wife's dresser two years after it expires. Dude,
1: everywhere is doing that right now. I, mean, yeah. I think we like we went to Famous Footwear. Or, oh no, we tried to buy from. No, we did buy from Famous Footwear. And they gave us, like, some bounce back for, like, 20 bucks or something. It was like, homie, we just bought six pairs of shoes here. Yeah, We're not coming back for, I, like, two I, years. I
0: walked into the store, walked out. Somebody put a $50 bill in my pocket. <laughs> I was like, oh, are you kidding me? I bought $20 worth of stuff. It was <laughs> awesome. They're like, thanks for your personal data. And I was like, that's what I'm really ah, here for. There we go. Yeah. There we go. Can we get your email and your phone number? I bet you'd like it.
1: Yeah. Can I just get your zip code? Yeah. We're and just, just going you to sell everything to marketers. Yeah.
0: That's yeah. fine. Yeah anyway so that is the joy of back to school shopping we hope sure. you guys uh enjoy if you're doing it as well if not get ready for it i know uh there are some some new parents out there i'll give one a shout out later mm-hmm. uh when we mention them on the show mm-hmm. but other than that let's dive in you ready right for the let's do it let's do san diego raft baby let's do it let's do it here we go guys i'm pretty stoked wrap it up. stoked here we go mm-hmm. wrap it up all right so like i'm still feeling like butterflies and stuff it was great still riding the high still riding the high and we're on it's like, a hell of a this high. Is almost three weeks out now
1: yeah it's been a minute since uh SDCC yeah. wrapped up.
0: so it was super awesome also super crazy c2e2 just wrapped up on sunday
1: really yeah yeah why did i think c2e2 is in december
0: well it was once and then it it was usually like february march and it kept moving around because of covid yeah now so, it's in
1: august i guess yeah but i think they're <laughs> doing
0: another one 2023 i think is going to be march or february oh right on Cool. so not too bad but then it was stacked yeah you know, i was really surprised i was like dang if I'd have known, I might have gone, so just my wife could have SD- killed me. Yeah, yeah, right?
1: Just everybody from SDCC was like, yeah, we're not done partying yet. Yeah, we're just going to go to Chicago. It's Dude, fine. SDCC
0: was stacked with talent, so let me tell you all about it. Yeah, hit it.
1: So, first of all,
0: San Diego Comic-Con is obviously the Comic-Con everybody who mm-hmm. is a comic book fan, knows about it, loves it, wants to go, uh, and I felt yes, that I way for a very long time. So I tried for six years to get in, and then I finally got in. got tickets, and then COVID happened, uh, so I had to wait two more years. (laughs) But I finally went. I finally went. I didn't think it was going to be real uh, until I walked through the doors, and, man, it was cool. So we showed up on Wednesday. We showed up on preview night, uh, and we didn't have tickets for preview night, though I think next year I'm going to try because I think that would have been the best time to grab a bunch of really cool stuff.
1: I could see that.
0: Yeah. Or at least know where everything is so you could get in. But uh, anyway, so we got there Wednesday night uh, because Jedi John, who went with me, of course, had been to celebration Mm -hmm. uh, a little bit earlier this year in Anaheim. So he knows that California has specific COVID rules. Uh, So what you had to do first was go get your COVID bracelet that said, Hey, I either have my vaccine with proof or proof of a negative COVID test within like, I think 48, 72, 72 hours 72, or 48 hours. Yeah. Um, and you have to present that they verify and they give you a bracelet. We did that Wednesday night. And I think it was very smart.
1: I could see that being a good idea
0: because Thursday morning, when we got there, the line had already wrapped the building. Um, John, I didn't even really know what, what line to get in, where to go. It was a little bit confusing, uh, but fortunately everybody there was really nice. Like, yeah, I mean, uh, one of the things that you fear with large crowds is that people are going to be like, oh,
1: no cutting, you're mean. Buh. Right, like,
0: everybody being rude. It's no, like
1: you're in line for a ride at Six Flags yeah, or something. And, yeah,
0: but really there was this one guy who was like, yeah, no, we come every year, or you guys, like, we were, like, first year, and he's like, hey, we're just come here, get in line. Cause, I mean, nice. we were still pretty far back, but he was like, just come here, because otherwise, like, it'll be forever before you get in, and – Uh, He apparently goes, like, annually and Mm. and loves it. A lot of the people at San Diego that go, I have found out, are repeat returners and everything. I can um, see that. I totally get why, Uh, especially if you are a comic professional. Like, you would just be there every year. It's, like, the show to go to. So I totally get that. Uh, I thought it was super cool that people were so kind. Uh, All the staff and stuff were actually really helpful, uh, which was cool. Uh, They were knowledgeable. Security, not so much. Uh, because they had <laughs> they have one job. They're like, Don't talk to me. I don't I can't help you. I'm busy like looking. Yeah. I'm not paying like attention I, to you unless you're I'm, starting to fight. I'm or paying attention to, steal. to everyone. I need you to ask somebody who knows things yeah. about that. So if
1: you grab a cosplay girl, I'll talk to you. Other than uh, that, than
0: that uh, I was happy to see that I didn't see any type of like creepy stuff. That's good. Um yeah. I mean there were a lot of people in some really cool cosplay. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the cosplay was downright horrifying. Uh, somebody was dressed up as like the nurses from Silent Hill. Oh. Oh, it was terrifying. Okay. Yeah, and they were All pretty right. accurate. Um, but anyway, so we got into that. And for me, I wanted to go to Comic Con to meet comic book creators. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I finally got to meet J. Scott Campbell, which was pretty huge for me. He's now, essentially, just a. A pretty sought after cover artist these days, uh, but he is well known for creating Danger Girl and he's worked on a bunch of, you know, man, what hasn't he worked on really? He did a run on Spider Man for a while, which was super great. Um, he's, I mean, he's just the cover artist. He did a wonderful um, reprint cover for Avengers number one back in 2014, Uh was an SDCC exclusive. Uh, it showcased Stanley surrounded by his creations. Oh, nice! Um, so I found the pencil sketch variant of that, and then I had him sign it, and then CGC grade it. Oh, sweet! So that one's going to be pretty cool. He signed my lithograph that I had signed by Stanley of the same cover with color. Uh, yeah. That's probably the one thing I'm like really super proud of. Uh, that was the like that was the only thing I brought with me to get signed that wasn't a comic. Uh, And then after I did that, I made my way to the CGC booth, (laughs) which, man, it's a sickness. But uh, Frank Miller was at San Diego Comic-Con, and he never comes to, like, the middle of the country stuff, so C2E2's out. My guy's not coming to Fan Expo St. Louis.
1: Yeah, Um, he's all coastal, isn't he? Yeah,
0: he's coastal. In fact, he pretty much stays New York. Uh, But he was there for this one, and I submitted books for him to get signed, uh... The issue of Daredevil, where Bullseye kills Elektra, I submitted for his signature and grading. Uh, The Dark Knight Returns number 1, first printing, I -hmm. submitted. Um, Issue 4 of that, with the classic uh, silhouette cover of Batman vs. Superman, I had to submit that. Oh, yeah. Uh, And then, what was the... Oh, Batman Year 1. I think that's Batman 404? 484? I don't remember right now, because I'm terrible, but... Uh, I had to submit year one. Nice. I just had to. Uh, and then I also submitted um, Amazing Spider-Man, uh, the first cover from J. Scott Campbell for that. Uh, I did that, submit for him to sign. Uh, and I also submitted, oh, uh, man, I submitted something else. I just forget what it was. But that's how it goes. You, you, you have all the books. You hand them over. You spend an hour at the booth, and it ends.
1: So you say submitted for him to sign. So you don't Mm -hmm. you don't actually get to meet them. They just sign your stuff. So
0: you could. There's different ways to do it. Okay. But CGC has what they call in house signing events. I see. So the talent comes to them at their location. Okay. Signs all the books. Gotcha. And then gets their check. Right. And then they have witnessed it, so it's signature series. It's a it's a yellow label. Uh and then they grade the book. So it comes okay.
1: back. Gotcha. So what you did is you turn the books in and then when they have their signing events, these, yes. you know, Jay Scott Campbell or whoever will sign the books and then they'll grade them. And then eventually you'll get them back.
0: Correct. Okay. Yeah. All right. Now there's different ways to do it. You can also grab a CGC witness, mm-hmm. have them follow you, walk over to the creator's booth with your book, meet the creator, which is awesome. I highly recommend this by the way. This is probably the best way to do it. Um, have them sign your book, and then the CGC witness person will watch it. They'll give you, uh, like, write down something on a specific label. You put that with your book into a sealed CGC bag.
1: And then it goes for grading, and it'll be a signature And series. then you drop that off
0: at CGC booth, and
1: then it goes off for grading. I would assume having a witness follow you around probably costs more money. It does not. You're kidding me.
0: It does not. The people huh. at CGC, so... They're really cool people and they travel to all the cons. And if you get to know them, which if you're a CGC person and you like getting signed books and stuff like that, grading means something to you, it is worth its weight in gold to go find the CGC people and be their friend. Because guess what? When people like you and they know that you're genuinely nice and you treat them with respect.
1: They'll help a homie out. They
0: will help you out. Mm-hmm. You will. They'll be like, here's my phone number. Text me when you're going to that booth. I'll come find you.
1: Dude, that's awesome. It's
0: really cool. It's, and that's just that's one of the things that I've learned. I learned it first at C2E2 because that's the first time we made friends with them. Uh huh. We ended up at the bar with the CGC people one of the nights. <laughs> just because they're cool. They're just cool people. That's perfect. So we ended up hanging out with them. And they're like, guys, no, no worries. Like... We've got you. Just shoot us a text. So that works out well. So I highly recommend anything that you really like at a con. Make friends with the people who work it. Especially if you're going to be there a couple of days. Totally good worth to it. Know. That's good to know. In fact, another perfect example of that is there was this uh, House of Dragons um, fan experience. Mm-hmm. That for you, the new Game of Thrones For the show. new Game of Thrones mm-hmm. show that you needed a wristband to get into. We did not have wristbands. We did not, you know, Mm -hmm. we were like, whatever. I was like, cool. Like, I'm not a huge Game of Thrones fan. Like, I'm I'm not going to be sad if I miss that. But we sat down one day after being in line for something just to eat nachos. And Mm -hmm. one of the girls working the HBO Max booth. Sat down on her break, and the way it is, is it's just a bunch of circle tables. So, like, you're just like, sorry, someone's sitting here, or whatever. It's a lot of community table yeah. type stuff. So, yeah. we, we made, I was like, oh, we'll make room, you sit here, and whatever. And she sat down. She was super sweet. She was a nice person, and um, she was like, you know, how's the show going? We we're like, great, how's yours. And she found out it was our first show, but we were just really nice. We were asking her how it was going, and mm-hmm. she was like, you guys are nice. Do you want wristbands to go to the House of Dragons event? John and I just looked at each other like,
1: yes, yes, we do. In case our listeners have not figured out already in the first 29 minutes of the show, it pays to be nice Always to people. be nice. Always be kind to strangers because you do not know who they are. And what they'll give you. What they'll give you or what they'll do for you. Or, you, you know, know. Or you just get the joy of being, of being a good person. to somebody. That's helpful. a good person.
0: But in, m- in my case, I got more in the joy of being kind.
1: Yeah, do it for yourself, I, but the extra benefits are always welcome. In, sauce yeah. for the goose. And for that one, we got to
0: live in the world of House of Dragons for That's about awesome. half an hour. We were on, uh, it was like being on set. It was super weird. Um, but because uh, people were like, what house are you? And I was like, Stark? I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. Wait, wait, you get, House to, of wolves. <laughs> you get to pick your dragon, your oh. dragon egg, and you get to put it into the fires and hatch it, and then you get to walk through the dark where the dragons live, and it's, like, decked out in bows, surround sound speakers. Oh, so nice. it sounds like the thing's breathing next to you. <laughs> and, like, there's this thing on the wall that you walk by, and it's scaly, so it's, like, touching the dragon. The dragon bumps into you, and you're like, oh, cool. And then at the end, you get to sit on the, the throne of swords which was that's was amazing. super cool that's amazing uh so that was cool and then obviously i got to meet more people i met scott snyder and greg capullo together oh that's awesome which is incredible obviously they're famous for their run on batman court of owls um justice league i mean they have put together impressive work over at dc uh, and then the work that they've done in undiscovered country and uh we have demons and their independent work and also uh just man so much stuff so much freaking cool stuff. Greg Capullo, of course, is famous for a lot of his uh, Spawn covers that he's done with Image and Batman, of course. But mm-hmm. um, just wonderful, wonderful work uh, from the two of them. And they're just super cool dudes. Really cool dudes. They signed uh, a Court of Owls box set for me. Said oh, the, sweet. The Owls are always watching. I thought was super <laughs> cool. Uh, and then I got an official, like, litho print from them from for their black and white cover of Batman number one from the new 52, their first issue on the book together, uh, signed by both of them, which was oh, super That's cool.
1: awesome. That's awesome.
0: And then I, uh, I got to go over and talk to Andy park and Andy park is cool. Back in the day, he was a top cow artist for tomb Raider, which was, he did phenomenal work back then, mm-hmm. uh, and continues to do phenomenal work today. So much. So in fact, that he is the creative art director for Marvel studios.
1: Well, that says something.
0: Yes, it does. <laughs> that
1: says something. That's a small title. Yeah.
0: He it was so cool. So he does a lot of like the concept designs for not only the characters, but a lot of the shots and like storyboards and stuff in the movie. Hmm. Uh, so I picked up a couple of his lithographs for uh, Captain Marvel for the girls. And then I also picked up um, a shot of Guardians of the Galaxy for my wife. Oh, yeah. Uh, so it was cool. It was really cool.
1: That's awesome.
0: So meeting all the creators is cool. Of course, I got to talk to, um, I'm sorry, he, uh, Tom King. And uh, why am I blanking on the guy who did the art for Mr. Miracle? He's so cool. He's such a nice guy, too. Oh, my God. Mitch Gerads. Sorry, there it is. There we go. Um, he was super cool. And then, of course, uh, Tom Taylor uh, He's a nice guy. Uh, I met Ryan Parrott, uh, who's currently writing uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, uh, he's writing Rogue Sun over at Image, and he's working on um, one of his one of his books is coming to Peacock as an original series really? uh, later this year. So Ryan Parrott was really cool. Uh, if you guys are fans of Ryan Parrott at all, you should definitely go check out uh, the latest episode from Comic Book Keepers Podcast. Lance does an incredible interview with Ryan Parrott, and they go deep in depth about his work and the panels that they did at San Diego. Uh, about Power Rangers, super awesome! So go check that episode out. Uh, we'll link that in the show notes. So, shout out—you'll love that one for
1: sure. It sounds like I know you kept saying that you know you would be an artist, Sally, and and doing all that, and it sounds like you got to meet or hang out with a lot of the creators that you were looking to. A,
0: a lot receive. of talent. Um, so there's a company called uh, I think Comic Sketch Art. Um, okay. And they, I think, end up representing a lot of the comic talent. So once they all go to a show together, they're all kind of like around each other. Okay. In the bigger booth, I ended up meeting Dan Slott, who wrote Spider-Man Forever, mm-hmm. Fantastic Four. Uh, I mean, he's wonderful. He did the Superior Spider-Man run, where oh yeah, yeah, where Doctor Octopus takes over Pier's body, <laughs> uh, which, by the way, got me back into Spider-Man. Like that was right. uh, that was the run that got me back in. Uh, and he, he's super nice guy. I've got, of course, photo with him. And, um, like, it's just super cool to be able to meet all these people. You've been reading their work for years. And then when you go and meet them, they're just, like, really gracious people.
1: Yeah, they're just, they're just people. Yeah, which yeah. was
0: really weird because I met Dan Jurgens. Okay. And if you don't know who Dan Jurgens is, he was the guy who drew The Death of Superman.
1: Okay, he, yeah, yeah. He was
0: the artist back then and, and has continued to work for DC and other comic areas like pretty continuously since then. Uh, he's even written some stuff. He's a really cool guy. Uh, he signed two lithographs uh, of Superman for yeah. my son, Kent. He goes that's for awesome. Kent. And I was like, that's cool. He was like, you like Superman? I go, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a, a little, little bit, a little bit. And the only thing cooler than meeting him was meeting the inker who inked all those books. Sitting right by him. Norm Rapman was right there, yep, just, just chilling. Yeah. It's like, hey, what's going on? They were doing like, um, they were both doing commissions for other fans and stuff, but took the time to still chat and say what's up and just be like all around good dudes. I was like, this is really cool. It is cool when you meet people that you th- think you're going to like, and they turn out to just and be nice And then nicer. you realize yeah. that you're right. You're like, yes. oh, it's so nice. Yes. Now, by extension, Rob Leefield was there. Okay. And for those of you who don't know... He is the creator of Deadpool, or co-creator, and um, you know he's he's got more of an interesting kind of uh, reputation in the comics. I was about to say
1: I've heard different opinions about Rob Lee I mean,
0: you know, I I didn't stop at his booth. We were running to get in line Mm -hmm. uh, at Funko uh, because that was crazy. That was a whole new world that I had my (laughs) eyes opened up to, and we'll talk about that in a minute. (laughs) <laughs> uh, but I, uh, I, I walked past his booth and I mean, he was still busy and, and whatever, but I, I said hello and, uh, he was kind of looked up like, who the hell's yelling? And yeah. you know, what? Cause I what? was like a maniac. I was like, Oh, Lee, hello and he was just <laughs> like, looked up like someone finally coming oh, at me. Yeah. And, Is this uh, it? <laughs> yeah. But no, I mean, he was nice and you know, it was just really cool to see all these creators. And I think when the magic of cons, uh, when you go to meet comic book creators, mm-hmm. Is realizing that, hey man, they're just like me.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. really cool. They just really care about what they do, and and yeah, you know, they just... and it's
0: it's really nice when they get to meet a fan who really appreciates the work,
1: right? Who actually understands it and appreciates like can, it. And could you, you just could you
0: there. imagine that validation in your daily job? Oh my god! Like I if even know just what to do. Yeah, if somebody just came into the shop and was like, the way that you guys. Worked on my car. It was just magical. <laughs> right. Like I saw what you did and just couldn't sleep that night. I was so excited about it. You'd just be like, wow.
1: I like, mean, what's wrong well, with you? But thank wow. You, yeah. But I think you might need some edibles or
0: something. Yeah. But. <laughs> you need to calm down. Yeah. But essentially, that's what it is from. It's just like in,
1: incredible validation. That's awesome. Though. That would I be mean, so cool. You know, you, you look at the people that that make something for their life's work you know, it, it, that kind of validation is, is unbelievable. Yeah. And, um, you know, to be able to experience meeting those people, because, you know, like you said, these are people that are really, you know, kind of larger than life to you until you meet them and realize, Hey, they're regular people and they're yeah, happy absolutely. that people like me exist that really appreciate what they do. And yeah, that, I mean, that's something that's awesome.
0: It was, it was very cool. Mm-hmm. It was very cool. So, I was super excited to be able to go uh, three days at San Diego is a long time, by the way.
1: I believe that. It
0: is a massive um, convention center. It is huge. And I actually, this is the first time I've ever gotten a blood blister on my foot. Oh, wow. From running around. And it it was crazy. But it was where I'd do it again. I'd get four more blood blisters if I had the chance. Just
1: bring extra shoes next time. It'd be fine. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: uh, so it was really cool to see all the comic stuff. I will tell you I was a little bit disappointed on how small by comparison to everything else that Artist Alley actually was. Um, it's pretty tiny when you look at the rest of the convention center, and that, that kind of bummed me out. I was also bummed out that DC Comics did not have a
1: booth of their own this year. I'm really... I'm really surprised at that. Although with recent news, maybe I'm not as surprised. I think
0: the recent news is probably probably why why, they didn't have uh, the booth. And we'll just go ahead and jump into that real quick. Uh, DC's parent company, Warner Brothers,
1: uh, was just bought. I think merged into Discovery, right? Yeah, there's something because I know HBO Max and Discovery Plus are kind of merging together Mm. and and sharing content or something and. It doesn't look good, man. Yeah. It's, it does not look good. It's
0: looking real rough. In fact, uh, it's so rough that um, the Batgirl film, $70, $70 million film, mm-hmm. completely shelved.
1: Completely done and just, shelved. That's it.
0: Oh, yeah. It wrapped post. I mean, it was it's ready to go. And they were just like, no, nah, it's not Yeah, shelved. And you know that it's shelved because they started releasing stills from it. Yeah you were like, whoa, I thought maybe you were just going to sit on a little bit, kind of figure out how everything shook out with the merger and then release it. No, they're just, like, gutted. Here's, here's sneak peeks. It's something you'll never get.
1: Yeah, it's literally the entire movie is on the cutting room floor. That's the whole thing. That's
0: insane. $70
1: million. $70 million, which, I mean, sadly enough, by the scale of what movies are costing these days, that's not a lot. You know what? Let's talk about that money. then.
0: There is a $200 million movie. That may get completely the shelved. The Flash is yep. in the Flash is in jeopardy, guys. Um, you know, this has been a movie that's kind of had some really good buzz, uh, just because of the the news that Michael Keaton would be in it as yes. as the Tim Burton Batman that we all know for lack of a better way to describe that universe. Right. Um. He would be returning as Batman, which was, was going to be incredible, and then uh, he's been ousted. He's no longer associated with it, so it's the second time he was supposed to reprise Batman, and it and did it not didn't make it. Happen. Uh happen. So if I was him, I'd be salty.
1: Um, if I was him, I'd be not answering the dang phone. It
0: like, depend, how much do you – you know what? I'd be twice bitten and, like, not shy if DC was like, hey, do you want to be Batman? I'd be like, you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. I'd, I'd love <laughs> to be
1: Batman, but I'm going to do it for Marvel because they actually live up to their bargain – yeah you know, well
0: scarlett johansson would would she would, would disagree
1: no she wouldn't because she settled so they're yeah, all that's good true now. yeah it's all good legal but, proceedings and money and whatnot but
0: but anyway so the flash is in danger uh but that is currently being chalked up to the just interesting behavior of the star ezra miller ezra miller plays barry allen the flash and he is, I think he just got charged with felony burglary. Isn't he in Vermont, Vermont or something yeah, now? Like, Vermont. he was in
1: Hawaii just beating women and doing all kinds of fighting crazy Fighting his stuff. neighbor. Yeah, just uh, fighting. And, and then, now he's in Vermont.
0: Yeah. There's other allegations and stuff. I hope they're not true. Uh, one of them, yeah, I it, hope so, too. One of them involved, uh, I think, grooming a minor and then yeah. uh, absconding with her somewhere. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the details. I'm of the age now where if it's that crazy... I just check out, I don't need to know any more about yeah,
1: it. Yeah, cut and run, it's not worth yeah, it. That's right. I only
0: have so much energy to devote. My like I go down rabbit holes on stuff and that wasn't what I need to be on. No. Um but the problem is now is that there's like three options of what they could do with the flash. And yep. one of them involves just completely scrapping the whole movie.
1: And that would suck. Yeah. That would suck. I mean I mean,
0: and that and as you said earlier. That's not a seventy million dollar film. That's a two hundred million dollar film.
1: Yeah, it's two hundred million dollars, and that's two hundred million dollars worth of people that worked there mm-hmm. butts off.
0: You know what, though, a lot of those people are paid though, because that movie is yeah. like done.
1: Yeah, but even still, you know, being paid is one thing, but also not seeing the fruit of your labor well, on the screen. So I've got a, a an old friend of mine uh, was an animator for. Uh, he was an animator for Sony. He actually did some of the animations on Spider-Man Two. And, nice. you know, he got the paid Sam Raimi for it. one. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Now, he got paid for it. But the thing that he was the most entertained by and the thing that he was talking about the most about it was, hey, look, my name's in the credits on this movie.
0: Yeah, that's pretty cool. You know, so I you got
1: you. you got hundreds of people whose names aren't going to be in the credits of these movies because they just don't feel like releasing them. Well, and that kind of sucks. I,
0: I don't think that's really the case for the Flash no, no, no. It the is Flash for Batgirl, is. Yeah. yeah,
1: for Batgirl, Batgirl is a terrible situation. The Flash is a different kind of terrible situation. It's,
0: it's a real Flashpoint paradox.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't. Because there know what there to say are I'm
0: three not. outcomes for this. One of them is uh, Ezra Miller does everything that he's supposed to, and the movie comes out no problem. The next option is Ezra Miller. Doesn't do everything he's supposed to,
1: which seems more likely. And they move
0: ahead with releasing the movie anyway. And Ezra Miller has nothing to do with the press jacket running up to the promotion of the film,
1: right? Which that's not that's a good. Also, sign. not <laughs> yeah. great. That's not a good uh, a good segue for box office numbers. But then,
0: but then the third option is they scrap the whole thing, right? Because at this point, Ezra Miller plays multiple characters in the movie, right? Which tells you a lot about the movie already. Yes, and then. Also tells you that like he's in almost every scene. They can't just reshoot them. they it'd be a whole redo.
1: Yeah, reshooting the movie equals redoing the entire movie. Yeah,
0: but yeah, you know that's rough for me. I, I I don't know. I don't know. But I don't want to stay on that too long. I want to get back into San Diego because there's so much to talk about still. I was just yeah. bummed that DC didn't have a booth, mm-hmm. although Jim Lee was there and he did a big panel. Um, you know the typical Jim Lee panel.
1: That's that's one guy I would I would pay to meet. Yeah. I would love to meet Jim Lee.
0: Did I submit a book for him to sign again? I can't remember. It's fine. Whatever. Um, moving on. But he was there and he was doing signings all over the place. Todd McFarlane was there, by the way. Really? He was all over that place. And I he can see is, that.
1: He seems the type that would do that. Yeah,
0: He was all over. He was doing all kinds of signs. He did joint signing with Frank Miller. Um I forget what booth they were at, but one of the cool things about San Diego that's a little different than other cons is different booths get the creators to come to them to do signings for stuff, which is really cool. That's pretty sweet. Um, And then, of course, Marvel had their big booth out for just, you know, Marvel Comics, which was super cool. Right. Uh, They had a lot of panels going on there. Uh, They were promoting the big crossover event, Judgment Day, uh, which is an Avengers, Eternals, and X-Men story, I believe. Yeah, I think it's the Eternals. Mm, okay. But anyway, um, so that, I mean, that was cool. Um, but again, the, the disappointing thing is, even though it's San Diego Comic Con, how little of actual comics are there?
1: Oh, I can see that, especially now because you've got the
0: massive booths are all like Netflix and Hulu and HBO TV Max and, and, and Disney movies. Plus. Although the Disney Plus booth was cool because they had the Marvel shows <laughs> and it was like being in a scene from the show. Like you could oh, like awesome. you could lift the car like She-Hulk. You could sit on the street lamp like Miss Marvel. Hmm. Uh, there was some really cool stuff that I mean I thought their booth was neat because you could be in the shows. Um, I was really bummed out that they didn't have a Loki one where you could sit next to like alligator Loki. Right, you right. know, like I thought that that would be there or sit wasn't. with
1: missed minutes or something like that. Absolutely,
0: yeah, yeah a, a real missed opportunity there. Um, next year, yeah, next, next year. year. But yeah. then I I went by the sideshow collectibles booth, which takes up a pretty massive chunk of the convention space in the center, and boy, <laughs> I tell you, if I won the lottery, I wouldn't tell anybody. There, there would, would be, be hints, signs.
1: yes, and
0: all of Sideshow would be in my house, and that would be your first hint. Uh, Iron Studios also had some really cool stuff out uh, on the far wall. And yeah, you
1: was, sent me pictures of some of yeah. Iron Studios.
0: Iron Studios had some incredible stuff. I would own that too. Um, and then Blizzard had a nice big booth. Uh, I I almost texted you you
1: and asked you to buy me the Helmet Domination. Yeah. Stephanie would have killed me for buying a $450 helmet, but it's Prince Arthas' helmet. I I would have
0: put it on my credit card buddy. (laughs) I would have done it.
1: You'd have had Venmo before the end of the day.
0: I actually, and I would have gone straight to the FedEx Center in front of the convention center (laughs) and just shipped it. Just shipped it. There's no way this is coming back on the plane with me.
1: Yeah, you know, and it's crazy because for all of – all of the people like you and me that think better and stuff like that, there are people that are there that are just like, yep, I'm doing that.
0: All right, so let's talk about that. Yeah, let's do so that. So this was the first year that I be- I got bit by the Funko Pop bug.
1: Uh, yeah, saw that coming when you sent me those pictures. Yeah, so <laughs> I ended
0: up going, uh, Jedi John is our toy guy. Um, he loves toys. He flips them. has a massive collection of Funko Pops in his basement. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's where we record from sometimes. And so he was like, dude, you go to San Diego, you get the San Diego convention exclusives. Oh, for sure. And I was like, what is this? Okay. So <laughs> we both put in, like, opportunities for lottery to get tickets to get in the line to get Funko Pops. Um, and if you don't do that and win, by the time they do general admission into the Funko, th- like everything's sold out.
1: Yeah, you're... Just so, so somehow
0: John and I got tickets to two of the days. I got tickets in line for Thursday. He got tickets in line for Saturday. Oh, no kidding. I didn't know so that we he got, got to do a ticket, this, too. Yeah, so we got to do this twice. Nice. Um, so you get there, and then John's already online somehow with all the exclusives. I was like, what website? How are you? I'm not even aware yet. <laughs> and then once you get to a certain point in line, they hand you, like, the catalog. And they're like, here's what we have. These are the exclusives. And there's, like, wow. 30 to 40 of these things. And they're like the cheapest ones, 15 bucks, but they're yeah. all con exclusives,
1: which, yeah, I mean, you can resell them and make, they were, quadruple your the money. The same day they were yeah.
0: going online for like, you spent $15 on one. You could sell it maybe for a hundred bucks. That's crazy. Or you could find somebody walking by the con that was like, did you get this one? I'll give you $80 right now. Yeah. Like, and that's what people do. That's yeah. like, my eyes were open to this whole Funko pop rabid fan base. Uh, and believe me when I tell you, of all the lines I stood in, that was the one where just getting to get line was the diciest. Once you were in line, everybody was like docile, like calm as Hindu cows. But <laughs> like when people were like, why is this line coming off? I'm supposed to be in this line. They're like, no, maybe you'll have a ticket. They're like, why do I need a ticket? And you're just like, okay, okay, calm down. Yeah. It's my first show, but I already know how this works. Could you right. follow yeah. along? So it was very interesting. And then, You know, then you start buying the pops and man, that bug hits you. They had uh, one of them that was a kind of exclusive this year. I didn't even know I cared about until I saw it. Mm -hmm. It was He-Man in the Masters of the Universe show where He-Man had the laser sword. If you remember that. Oh my God. Remember that early nineties He Man show? I forgot how much I love that show. Oh, that's crazy. I got that sword for like my birthday one year.
1: So when I I saw that, that I was was like, I am
0: buying that. Heck Yeah. So eventually you get up there and you're like, I just want everything. I, I want it all. And they're right. like, okay. So you go on your catalog, you mark what you want, and then they take it and they hook you up. And while you're staying in line, they hook you up with the free stuff. Like it's, just, awesome. it's, it's this giant experience on probably the largest booth in the whole convention center. Uh, and then you get there and then you walk out with this ginormous bag. I ended up spending, I think, 350 bucks <laughs> on things that were, like, $15 a piece. Sure, If that sure. tells you anything. Uh, and then I, stupidly, uh, before I went, I was like, John, I don't care about Funko Pops. Like, I don't at all. I'll just give you whatever I got. Yeah, I kind of regret that.
1: He profited
0: yeah. handsomely yeah. from he your did. decision. He did. He was like, yeah, no problem. Uh, so, next time I go, I probably won't be as kind. I think I might keep some. Yep. Not that I need them, I honestly like I don't know what it is. You don't really care, and then all of a sudden you're like, I really
1: care, dude. That's like I, I watched a uh, a couple claim sales, one of which was Jedi John's claim sale. Yeah, and before I know it, I spent 150 bucks on pops. I'm like, what am I going to do with these? What am I gonna
0: And I have a few. Like I'm starting to pick up like uh, Diamond Direct like mm-hmm. PVC stuff. Going up, like you can see, kind of a lot of them back here, um, and that collection is just slowly growing. Uh, but I love it like it's it's just cool I've got a couple of pops now but uh ladies and yeah.
1: gentlemen disposable income true that's true. true true
0: and if you like it don't have children this would be like this ginormous finished beautiful studio behind me if you know <laughs> but of course I, I would have I would have the children again and again I'm just saying I'd have a lot more money if I didn't
1: you know it's funny because I've got like you know I've got I've got a handful of pops and stuff like that and and my kids like just looking at them. That's cool. Because they're there. They're like who's this? And you know I've got the I've got the Professor Xavier in the yellow wheelchair pop. I've got the Magneto to go with it and you know like you, know, you get to tell them about the characters and and all this like this was on a cartoon when I was your age which
0: they get, oh, they get to old. watch it next year
1: they get to watch it next X-Men year 97 even better but um you know it, it it is kind of a it is kind of a neat thing now my kids are a little bit older and um yeah you know yep. so it's a little bit different there you know i'm sure kent would just grab something and tear it oh, open so he could wow. play with it but uh yeah it's still it's still really neat it, it's fun
0: it's fun and then i get my eyes open to another booth the hasbro booth
1: I could imagine that would be a bloodbath. That
0: one's so cool, though. Really? Because you know, like the Hasbro lab stuff that yes. you see? Um, it's just there, it's in the case. You can see it. So, so the Sentinel from the Hasbro Labs was awesome. Oh, my God. Really? I was like, okay, oh, now oh I understand dude. why people spend so much. That another uh, one out. But the thing that uh, Jai John was after, and I was like, well, if you're after, I'll get one too. He was looking for the con uh, exclusive Mandalorian camouflage.
1: Oh, oh yeah, man. yeah, yeah, yeah. So
0: what it is is you go there and you just get you all you're after is a QR code. That's okay. All you're after because they hand you the QR code, you scan it with your phone, and then you buy the thing online.
1: Really? Yeah. Now do you get to take it home from like does it does it show they, a proof of purchase and you get to take it? Yeah, what? you
0: get the proof of purchase, but it's like an email. Oh, okay. So it's like going to buy it online, but this thing doesn't even ship till Christmas, man. Oh like, dude. I forgot I even had this thing until I went back and looked through my emails. I was like, oh, yeah, I got this really cool Hasbro-like camo Mandalorian that I completely forgot about. Uh, that's amazing. So that's going to be a
1: nice treat come Christmas. I'm like, oh, look at this. That's awesome. That's I, I just got a very similar email to that, but we'll talk about that later on. That's fair. Yeah. It's fair.
0: So it, it was really cool. Once I got through, like, my normal comic stuff because there's mm-hmm. stuff. And I went looking at, like, back issues of things. Oh sure. Uh there's a ton of awesome comic sellers there. Uh I locked eyes and um <sighs> I almost touched Detective <laughs> Comics number twenty seven. Yeah. So, you know, if you don't know what that is, I don't know why you was in to this show, but it's the first appearance of Batman. hmm And then uh there was the action comics number one there. There's also a Superman number one. Was the like, de- all of the big ones?
1: Was the Detective Comics twenty seven? Was that the two hundred twenty five thousand dollar book? Yeah, yeah. And it it was like a
0: <laughs> it was CGC graded. It was a point five. Good God! And even still, I was like, I, 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 I'm, uh, yeah, babe, we're selling the house, but I got this awesome comic. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: got to ask yourself which will appreciate faster.
0: It's going to be that. Yeah, probably. It's going to be that. probably,
1: um, Even at a 0. .5. I know. So it was crazy. Uh, I was like,
0: if I had $1.2 million, I'd come home with two comics right now. Right. It would have been that detective number 27 and the action comics number one. Action comics. What was that going for? That one was around, that particular issue, they were talking $750,000. $750,000. Yeah. It's wild. It's wild. like that's, Goodness gracious. You know, the crazy part about that is is um, there's reasons books like that are on sale there. Because, because people, people will buy them. them. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, who are these people? Like, I think I need to start talking to
1: these people. Right, right. Well, you know what's amazing is I, I noticed this, and obviously it's a significantly smaller stage, but when we were at QuadCon last time, and I got to hold that graded giant size giant x number, number one, mm. that thing haunts me. And it was five thousand dollars.
0: I saw one there for like thirty seven hundred
1: at San Diego. I'm glad you're telling me this now. Yeah, because I, like I, I, I literally sit there and think I should have just bought that book. Was that one CGC graded? Yes.
0: Oh man, I. It was like that a book. six. Oh, or a five? No, I would have. Oh, I still would have picked it up. I'd be like, Will you take thirty five hundred? But see, anyway. and
1: I think I could have got it for three grand. I really think I could have got it. for You three probably could
0: have. Yeah. You. But, I mean, you really could have.
1: Yeah. Anyway, so this is where things happen. Then you get a Point 5 Detective Comics 27 for 225. You offer them 200k. They probably I don't know think about it or yeah, throw a counter at you. Yeah, they're throwing a counter and it's not going to be that much
0: less than 225. Right, right. So uh, but, but I, even still, I mean, that was really cool. And then then we moved on to some of the other like exhibits cuz, you know, day 2. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. You're like, oh, all right. You're like, what what are we gonna do? Well, let's go check out some of these like experiences. So we did the sure. Paramount Plus experience. Okay. Um, which y- you go in the booth, they show you a bunch of stuff that's on Paramount Plus. It's it's kind of like in a surrounding screen kind of situation. You got all
1: the Star Trek love. Yep. I can see Mostly the vein Star popping Trek out of love. TK's head from here. <laughs> he actually he
0: actually said, um, test test comment. Uh, what's he say? Uh, Star Trek is below average test comment. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and, um, let's see. He had a, uh, a really good recap question that I want to get to. Um, but also, um, and as far as the experiences go, there was a, uh, Beavis and Butthead.
1: Oh, nice. You can
0: sit on the couch with Beavis and Butthead. So of course, you know, Jai oh and I God. did that. Um, the, I forgot what the Hulu experience was. But we did that, and then we walked past Netflix. So, Netflix, the Netflix booth was popping. It was insane. And if you have been watching Netflix this past week, week and a half, you can probably guess what was going on there.
1: I haven't been.
0: Sandman. The Sandman uh, cast okay. was there. Okay, sweet. And so, all of the cast, uh, the guy that plays Morpheus, the girl plays Death, and uh, everybody else was there, uh, and Neil Gaiman was staying there oh no kidding yeah and when i walked by wow. and saw neil gaiman i stopped dead in my tracks and was like that that's neil gaiman like that's
1: that's amazing
0: that's the guy like the dude's a literary giant yeah now he i mean wow i, w- I was like dude <laughs> like that was the only i think that's if he were to have his own booth and you could go meet him, like he he's probably the guy that I'm like almost scared to go talk to, right? Which is ridiculous because by all accounts he's super kind. Well, sure, like he seems like a very unassuming, very cool dude.
1: Once again, it's a larger in life theory. Yeah, but yeah. I'm just like,
0: whoa! Like that that's the one that gives me pause. Um, that's awesome. Well, I walked by and saw him, and uh, I mean that I, that booth was packed. Obviously, uh, you had to have tickets to get into that booth uh but the good news is that the booth was small enough that if you were just walking by you're still checking out the same stuff it was super <laughs> cool so that was awesome um the guy who plays uh morpheus or sandman looks almost the exact same like there's almost very little makeup and stuff that they do to him like he just looks really? like that huh yeah it was pretty cool because he was the one guy that you saw walking by and you're like yep that's him that's him i'll super cool uh so that was a cool thing that we did um there were gundam models oh yeah that you sent me giant. some of those
1: pictures that's crazy that
0: was super cool there was a giant lego bowser who was like to scale of what bowser would look like if you he was in the very first game and you were mario and he moved which was awesome was mouth opened and his arms moved which was super cool <laughs> you know uh, the, the nintendo lego booth was pretty that was stacked I bet. That was cool. I bet. And That's uh, awesome. As expensive Legos are, like, I couldn't bring myself to even walk into that booth.
1: Yeah, they, they're they they're crazy expensive as it is, and I'm sure yeah. whatever was there was twice as much.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, it was pretty wild. Uh, it was super cool to see a bunch of con exclusives. I picked mm-hmm. up a bunch. Um, that kind of stuff is really cool. Uh, the Alex Ross booth, are you familiar with Alex Ross?
1: Uh, a little bit, yeah. Yeah,
0: so Alex Ross wasn't there, and it's... I doubt he ever actually shows up to cons, but his booth was, his booth is more of like an art gallery. Right, right. Um, It's white, the white carpets, like it is, it's clean, and you're like, this doesn't feel right here. Sure. But then then you see his art, you're like, no, this is right. Yeah, no, that makes sense. This is highbrow art. Uh, But I picked up uh, Batman number 125, Alex Ross covers. Um, One of them was a pencil sketch signed by him. Oh, that's that, awesome, yeah, that cover Sweet. uh, so uh that was a hundred bucks, but it was worth it. There is a detective comics number is it twenty seven um it's like a facsimile edition, but he paints the cover, the classic cover, really, and that one was going for two hundred and fifty, and that was supposed to be a twenty twenty con exclusive, oh jeez, and I oh I was like. Oh man, and that one like you find on the secondary market for at least two hundred and fifty bucks. Oh, I'm sure. So I'm sure like, oh, I might find a CGC one grade on eBay later or something. Yeah. Like you'll know. You'll yeah, know. Yeah, exactly. Um <laughs> But we went all that was super cool. Um I could I could drone on and on about the stuff you see, because the stuff you see is like stuff that you just like almost you almost forget about, and then you mm-hmm. walk by, and you're like, "Holy crap, that's here too!" Uh, panels were amazing, though. Uh, the The programming that they have for San Diego Comic Con is insane. If you were a panel hopper, you would have been paralyzed by choice because there's so many right. really good panels that happened at the same time just because
1: there's so many panels going on and and that's one thing i have a question about like how would you I, 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 like how would you choose how would you get involved cuz like one of the things i noticed on the sdcc footage and everything that i saw from afar was the Star Trek panels were really, really good. TK, keep twitching, buddy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's throwing bocce balls. Come down.
1: Right, right. But like they had the Strange New Worlds panel. They had the Lower Decks panel. Um they had the crossover announcement. Like I would have loved to have been there for stuff like that. And I'm just kind of curious how how do you how do you find your way to those kind of things? Or do you? Is it just a matter of money? Is it a matter of You know, bringing a tent with you. How does this work? So it's a matter of
0: wanting to go to them. Fair enough. So if you know they're, if you're a fan, you probably know that they exist. Yeah. Which gives you a leg up because then you know exactly where you're going and when. Because then you grab the schedule, you find it, you find where the pails are, Mm -hmm. and you get there. Now, if they're big things, they're probably in hall H. Yep. And hall H means you're coming with a sleeping bag.
1: Gotcha. Okay.
0: A hall H is, um, for those of you who don't know, it's where the really big stuff is revealed. Yeah, that's where Marvel had that, their. Thing. That's where Marvel had their thing. Is not even a. <laughs> oh my god! By now, anybody <coughs> listening to this show knows exactly what went down. Hall H and Marvel. Everything went down. Everything. Marvel just said, "Here's our ten year plan. Have at it." And, yeah, and it was just insane. So everybody is familiar with that. We don't need to jump into it. Sure. What I will jump into, though, is um, at the end of Saturday, just by happenstance, um, I, I was fortunate enough to be, I saw uh, the Oblivion Bar podcast. I saw mm-hmm. Chris Hacker. Um, and he, oddly enough, is here in town where we live. Yeah. They're our local podcast. Yeah. I have never met him until we went to San Diego.
1: Which is hilarious. Which is beyond Absolutely hilarious. hilarious. So we
0: talked about that. Um, which was funny. And he was working the comic sketch art like booth. So he's really? with all the, the creators. Oh, okay. Which is really smart on his part, right? Yeah. Because you spend a whole weekend with these guys. Oh, yeah. And guess what that means?
1: <laughs> he gets them all on the show. You get to be on the show. There like you, you, you just
0: form relationships, and mm-hmm. that's like the best way to do anything in comics. The way to do it is just form relationships.
1: To do anything in anything, honestly, the best way is to form it's relationships. Just form relationships, mm-hmm. uh, and with that in
0: mind, what has gone down in the past is on Twitter and stuff. We we've talked to other great shows, the Oblivion Bar Pod being one of them. Mm-hmm. Comic Book Keepers, which yep. I mentioned earlier in the show, yep. uh, we've we've talked to them, and you know, you kind of get like this weird. It's like a community of like back right. and forth stuff. So we were there and we tweeted about it, and uh, Comic Book Keepers sent us a message they're like, "Hey man, we're we're here. You guys like want to meet up?" And of course we did. Yeah. So at the end of one of the days, we uh, went and met them, and you know we met Lance and, and Brian, and they're super cool guys. Super mm-hmm. cool, uh, full of excitement. You could tell that Lance was super hyped. He had just interviewed Ryan Parrott for the oh, that's awesome for their uh, their show. And he was, like, still buzzing off that, and you could totally tell him it was super cool. Because it it's super cool when you see other fans in the midst of their fandom. Mm-hmm. That's one of the best things that you can see. Uh, so it was super cool to see that. And uh, as it turns out, they were going to dinner later that evening uh, with some other podcast people. And he mentioned that uh, Chris would be there with the Oblivion Bar Pod. And I was like, oh, cool, you know. So um, I went back over to give our card out for him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because we we made this prequel cool business card, QR code, the whole thing, uh, in artist alley, you know, just to make connections. I ended up bumping back into Chris and he's like, Hey, we're going to dinner, you wanna come?
1: Yes. Yeah. And it wasn't like it wasn't
0: desperate or anything like that. It was just it was like a very simple like, Hey, we got going on, we're doing dinner. Like you should come with us. And I was like, I'm pretty sure we're free, uh, because me and John's plan after the con was over was always just to go hit the bars.
1: Right. It, right. It go it to the relaxed. hotel bar and see who yeah. you meet. Yeah.
0: Um, no, not even that. No, like, just hang out. Yeah. Just <laughs> just go hang out. Um, so we, we made time to go to, to dinner and what happened was, is we ended up going to dinner with uh comic book keepers podcast, mm-hmm. oblivion bar podcast mm-hmm. and uh comic book counseling couples. Oh yeah. <laughs> comic yeah. book
1: couples counseling. That's it. Yeah. There
0: you go. I don't know why I'm dyslexic today. <laughs> that,
1: I'm tired. You know what? Close enough. It's um, all good. I knew it was you really
0: cool. So we met Brad and Lisa. Uh huh. And they're super cool people. Mm-hmm. I've uh, listened
1: to some of their episodes. They've, they've got a really interesting show. They have a, the way they do it, yeah. I like it.
0: And their show, and that's the thing about it, their show is pretty unique. Yes, and that they explore couples relationships in comics, but they do it through like almost relationship counseling, <laughs> which is so fun. Uh, so they're really cool to meet. And, and Brad in person is just like he's just got this great energy, and he kind of like his stories fill the room. He's got this awesome voice. I got, And you. then Lisa can tell a story, like when she starts talking, like she's such a good storyteller that you're just like kind of like, you like find yourself leaning in.
1: Yeah. You stop paying attention yeah. to anything and she, else and you're just yeah. right. And there. she's
0: just talking about how she went and ordered her burrito and you're like, Oh, Oh, tell no, me more. that's it. Tell okay, me more. cool. So, so their show is really, really good. And then of course we met uh, Jeremy from the geekly grind. Uh, okay. Super cool dude. Super nice. Uh, it was really nice to meet all these people. Um, and it was just good to like be a part of them. So we went and we had dinner uh, and it was nothing fancy. Like it was just like burritos and tacos and uh, carne carne fries, which were incredible. Thanks again, mm. Jeremy
1: and Lance. Goodness gracious.
0: Uh, but uh, so we, we had those and mm-hmm. like, we all just kind of started talking and we, we talked about uh, like, what got you into comics? Like mm-hmm. you did like this round table of like getting to know you uh, from people in like this community. And then all of a sudden they were shutting the restaurant down at like nine <laughs> in downtown san diego we we're like what is going on here and uh to this day i believe that they were starring a fight club in the basement they're like get the get these people out we we gotta do what we do uh, but so we ended up spending like 45 minutes outside the front just <laughs> continuing just continuing and uh you know some really cool things came out of that and uh it was really cool to to just be a part of that and be kind Make friends and grow the community. Yeah, that's awesome. Now, what I'm really hoping is is that uh, Oblivion Bar Pod and Galactic Dads have a crossover episode before San Diego next year. Like, I would, that would I be would cool. Like to just go ahead and say hi. Um, yeah. Also, we I think we've got uh, one scheduled with Comic Book Keepers. That's awesome. For this month, which yep. is pretty cool. I believe you're right. Uh, so I'm very excited to hear that and uh, to share it. And it's, it's very cool. Um, it's great. I can't wait to go back.
1: Yeah, I mean every every story you've told and everything that you've shown and everything, I like it's you know, it's definitely something that that I hope I get to do at some point in time. Well, I do and, have
0: um, I do have news for you. Uh-oh. If tickets go the same way they did the last time, I got tickets. Okay. Yeah, I'm definitely going to be like, so you're coming, right? I'm in. Yeah, cuz I think they give you 3 tickets. And next year we may be able to shoot for press passes.
1: Oh, sweet. Yeah. Well, even if we can't, I'm, uh, I'm definitely game to join you. Yeah. I think it'll be a lot of fun.
0: So, it'll be a good time, but we'll talk about that next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one question, though, from the Patreon, uh, TK asked for the recap, uh, what was your favorite thing that you didn't get to be a part of, something you missed out on but want to make sure you can do next time? I think it's pretty obvious. Uh, I am only slightly bummed that I didn't get to be in Hall H.
1: I, yeah, when you told me that you weren't there, I was bummed out for you. What's going on with this? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Let me go get this beer. You want to we'll go clear a, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. do
0: that. Um, the only reason I really missed out on Hall H was because uh, I mentioned Brian Lisa from um, the Comic Book Counseling Couple podcast. And they were in Hall H for all this. And um, they just described the energy, the atmosphere in there. Like, people were crying when Wakanda Forever came out. Like, it it was just, like, it's the emotion of being in the room, the experience of the event. Like, that I probably wish I could be a part of. I could see that. You know, I mean, like, just the energy and everything. And then also you get the, the Marvel hat, which was the, the <laughs> multiverse saga. Uh, that I kind of wanted. But, but to do it, though, you had to, like, camp out. You had to spend so much time in that line just to get tickets to you into Hall H that I'm like, what's worth it? You yeah, know? you're
1: hedging all of your bets yeah, on Hall H and you're missing out on other and stuff. And I got
0: to do so much stuff, so much stuff. I had so much fun um, in, in the rest of San Diego that I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know that I really feel like I missed out. I think it would be cool if I got to do it, I'd be over the moon about it. But I, I didn't know that I wanted to trade it for this. Sure. The, the
1: question you have to ask is what would you have to miss out on in order to not miss out on that? And right. would the trade be what you wanted?
0: And for me, I get to see all this stuff anyway. I just have to wait Well, sure. And when, when your dad's like us, time flies. Very quickly. For, for me, it used to be like, oh, that movie comes out next year. God, how am I going to make it? And I'm like, oh, that movie's out this year? yeah like, right i mean you're like dang okay <laughs> um so that's not as big a thing for me for me the best part was just meeting the creators that's great i mean that's these are people that you're always just kind of like you know as you read their stuff you grow up a fan you're just like man like oh wouldn't it be so cool to just talk to them and you meet them and you just talk to them and they are just it's super cool
1: well and that's your thing at every con yeah, I mean, you know whenever you talk about when you go to one you talk about the people you know the creators you get to meet and stuff and then when you know when we've gone to the local stuff that's one thing that you've talked about is you know what creators are there and yeah the, you know.
0: like that's my thing Yeah, like I'm in it for the comic book creators like yeah. that's why I go to cons that's why I'm a part of the community of it I just love it I love it and one of the things that I think was made pretty clear is that now I'm am a I'm a creator too yep we just have a podcast, and mm-hmm. that's awesome. And then I also remember, yeah, we do we do creator interviews. Like, we've had some big ones on already. Yes, we have. Uh, yep. So we need to get back into that, and I'll be reaching out for those too. So believe it, guys, you, you can be keeping an ear out for some uh, – I don't have anything lined up, but I, I will. You're, you're going to hear it. You're you'll gonna hear, hear, it. hear it. It'll, It'll be, be there. there. You guys will know. You'll yeah, find you'll, out. you'll
1: be there. It'll be good. Uh, so it
0: was good. So it was an awesome show. Um, I don't know – the only thing I wish I would have done that I didn't do is hang out in the at the Omni Hotel Bar mm-hmm. or or the uh, the Marriott because that's where
1: all the yeah
0: yeah that's that's something I do when I go to C two E two I just hang out at at that hotel mm-hmm. and it's totally worth it because the things you see and the people you meet like that's I mean that's just the spot to go sure uh, this time. We stayed a few blocks away. It was a little walking distance, and it is just nothing but bar after bar after bar. And we were like, hey, let's go there. Yeah. Uh, so I, I kind of fell away from one of the goals there. But next year, I, I'll definitely I'll, I'll be there. Sounds good. I don't know what else, uh, what else there is to say. I'm probably a ton, but all I know is that it, for my first trip going and, and fulfilling a bucket list item, for me especially Kid Me, uh, this was a great one. That's so awesome. Huge. Very that, that's very grateful part. to be able to go. Uh, and, um, yeah, we still have – I got to do a creator interview there at, on the con floor uh, with a wonderful artist, creator. Uh, but uh, I'm going to hang on to that until I get the, the footage and recording material from Jedi John, and then we'll share that, make it its own special mini episode because it deserves it. It was a really cool interview. I enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to hearing yeah. it. That one's really good. So – that is it for the comic con recap i think that's enough still buzzing on it uh, i still wish i'd have gone
1: but yeah i've been able to i guess i should say me too know. me too You can't really go if you don't have tickets <laughs> yeah
0: and at that time uh when i was able to get in you know, galactic dads was still brand
1: new was I even on the show when you got your tickets? Not I don't think yet. I was. I think you were like you in were the first not. couple episodes.
0: You were <laughs> not. And that was what John and I had made a pact like years and years prior that if one of us gets in, we go. So yeah, we, that's we fulfilled that, which, uh, hopefully, finally, hopefully we just get to make it again. So, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. other than that, moving on, what else do we have this week?
1: man i guess we got a little bit of tv stuff we got a little bit of i mean we already talked about the movies with batgirl being canceled and yeah, the flash, and flash being and on, Jeopardy. The, on the hook um yeah i mean that's
0: i think that's it yeah i that think so really it. yeah uh which is really awesome but that just means we get to jump on to our patreon shout outs let's so let's, let's move it on Oh, Alright, so for our Patreon shoutouts, obviously if you love the show and you are watching us on the live stream, which is available right now to our Patreon supporters, uh, you know that we love you guys. Uh, but also you can become a supporter, you can go patreon.com slash dads and find all sorts of levels to support us at, and if you support us at the uh, producer level, we will shout you out on every single episode of the podcast yes we will and we it's one of our favorite things to do actually because we Mm -hmm. love uh giving love to those who support us it's huge
1: so i will start us out i'm gonna give that big shout out to the og the og the man you talk about guys that are getting shouted out this guy has been shouted out on every show yeah since we started the
0: patreon uh he's the original patreon subscriber he is keith jefferson this is a man who cosplays This is a man who goes to the local cons. Uh, This is a man who's into gaming. Uh, He's also a a pretty good father. And uh, he looks damn good in Galactic Dad's merch, baby. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's got that up on there. And, of course, we are talking about Keith Jefferson. We appreciate your support from day one, baby. So thank you. Thank you very much. You want to take the other bocce ball
1: loving dude? I'll take uh, Mr. TK three one seven eight eight of the five zero first. I beat him in a whatnot giveaway the other night. Yeah, boy.
0: <laughs> show support, not gloat.
1: Show support. <laughs> right, right. TK, we love you, man. Uh, all, all jokes aside, you've been a great supporter of the show. You've uh, you've been with us in person at the cons. You've uh, you've been on the show. Um, you know, we've had a lot of really good conversations, a lot of really great banter with you and, uh, and, um, you know, you'll tell us unashamed that Brickin' ain't easy. Find this guy on Instagram, guys. He's got some great Lego stuff going on, um. Now, what more can I say? I know I'm missing some stuff, but uh, TK, we love you, man. We we appreciate your support a great deal.
0: We really do. We yeah. hope you enjoy the cigars and beer uh, tonight while you were playing bocce ball, buddy.
1: Indeed. Thank you. And hey, just for the record, I love Star Wars and I love Star Trek. I'm not a toxic fan at all. So, you know, it's all good. We can be friends, I promise. Yeah, we <laughs> can be
0: friends. All right, and of course, that takes us to our I Love You 3000 level member supporter. Of course, that is Joe President over there at the helm of the Comic Shop Couch podcast. Uh, Joe is an awesome guy. He actually, uh, I'm going to tell you, he had tickets to San Diego and and couldn't make it. He
1: missed out? Missed out. Oh,
0: God. I I would have been able to spend like three whole days with him, and it would have (laughs) been pure bliss. But hopefully, we get to catch up at the next Chicago event. Uh, but anyway, uh, Joe President, of course, is a uh, wonderful, wonderful supporter of the show. He is at the I Love You 3000 level, which means he gets it all, baby. All he of it. He gets all. He's, every last He's bit. been on episodes of the show. Uh, he's got all the swag. He gets the lithograph, the hoodie, the hat, the T-shirt, uh, just every The stickers. Uh, all the to love, it all. dude. All the all love. The love. Mm-hmm. Uh, we appreciate him very much, uh, almost as much as I love his Bane uh, Star Wars cur- Cosplay, crossplay, I suppose we should call <laughs> crossplay? it. Crossplay. He was like a Darth Manius. <laughs> it's awesome, <laughs> so awesome, uh, almost as awesome as he is. Uh, we really appreciate him, his support, and of course, all of you, uh, all of you for supporting the show. We appreciate you so much, and you all deserve this round of applause. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Well, you, you know what? That's it. That's the That's episode, it. baby. So quick. We're going to wrap it up. So quick. We're gonna wrap it up. We're wrap gonna it go. up. San Diego Comic Con. <laughs> wrap it up. So listen, everybody, as we finish these beers and say cheers, of course, we want to thank all of you for listening. Remember, please, please be a huge help to us. If you like, rate, review, and share the show, no matter what platform you're listening to us on, no matter what socials you're interacting on us, uh, please, please. Uh, it helps us out so much. Uh, check us out over on patreoncom galactic dads for those bonus episodes exclusive only to Patreon members. Mm-hmm. Obviously, those are the uncensored, unedited after hours episodes, which we just published a brand new episode this week. Yes, we so you did. You should definitely go check that out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, you get much, much more exciting content, including access to the live stream so you can watch us record these episodes live you and see interact our ugly with Ugly Mugs and
1: all their glory. yep
0: you get to see it you're welcome uh that and of course you get to get your hands on all the sweet merch that we have including Mm -hmm. t-shirts hoodies uh hats all that good stuff and and much more um yeah that's it man Mm -hmm. we love it we love you guys thanks for listening and uh till next episode keep on doing the dad thing
1: cheers cheers